What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. Today, we are welcomed by the one and only C-Rod, Chase Rodriguez, repping the A at C-Wimbledon, or Richmond jersey. Richmond. How are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. How are you, Lee? I'm doing just fine. Uh, watching the uh, Miami Hurricanes play some baseball right now, but uh, might be down there tonight to see us maybe lose to Texas again. But this oh. isn't about baseball today. We're talking about some European soccer. And um, there was some talk earlier this week about one specific guy, you know, a Ballon d'Or winner. Uh, actually, two Ballon d'Or winners have actually left their club in this recent uh, week. But uh, the main one is Kareem Benzema, you know, of Real Madrid, uh, will be leaving uh, Real Madrid after his long stint there. You know, he's been there for a long time, played at the likes of Ronaldo, Bale, and then kind of got the main man job when Ronaldo left. Uh, Pierce on his way out. I don't know if they've confirmed whether or not where he'd be going. Uh, I believe a lot of indications are that he'll be going to Saudi Arabia uh, to play in the league alongside Ronaldo, potentially some other marquee names. But uh, let's just jump straight into it. What are your immediate thoughts with this situation? Because, you know, there's going to be need some replacements done out there in uh, Madrid. Yeah, you know, um, my immediate thoughts go to go to Real Madrid because who's going to be their striker, you know? Benzema has been their marquee striker for over a decade now um, and played the position so well. They've always had reliability there. He's never been injured, so they've never had to worry about a striker, really. And now they're kind of left in the dust thinking, crap, we need to buy a striker immediately who can contribute immediately. So now, you know, the, all the all these other teams with – you know, strikers for sale, their prices just went all the way up because yeah. Real Madrid is desperate to try and keep their form. And mm-hmm. yeah, but congrats to uh, to Benzema, man. Hell of a career at, at Madrid, you know. Yeah. He de- he he deserves to go wherever he wants, man. And the hundreds of millions, done. if that's what it is. But uh, yeah. I think that, yeah, so speaking on that note, I mean, there's a lot of names to throw out there. I think immediately you kind of need to shut down some names. You know, the Harry Canes of the world and the Victor Osimans. I think what people don't realize is that, you know, if word is true, you know, Jude Bellingham will be making his move from Dortmund there uh, this summer. I'd expect in the range of, you know, north of 100 plus million, uh, which is going to be kind of scarce, you know, if they want to go out there and, you know, get some other, uh, you know, another marquee signing alongside, especially when, you have departures such as Benzema, Asensio, all leaving on free transfers uh, to wherever their destinations may be. So uh, I'm going to throw some names out at you uh, and just I just want to know what your opinion and thoughts are on this. So obviously, yeah. I think Kylian Mbappe is a name people would love to see, but I think this is a, low, a summer way too, you know, too close. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I mean, after he, like last last summer, we did have that, that whole saga with, you know, him hinting he was going to Real Madrid and then eventually ending up staying because he got this absurd contract to where he has say in what the club does with the higher-ups and the managers. So, yeah, I think he stays one or two more years there. I mean, he's eventually going to end up at Real Madrid. I think it's kind of just set in stone that way. He's always wanted to play for them. So, yeah, maybe one or two more summers, I think. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. I mean, his team is looks like they're going to shambles. I mean, the the three headed monster in the attack looks like it'll be kind of dismantled this summer with Messi already on its way out. And it seems like you know, from what we've been seeing, uh, Neymar is not welcome there uh, at the park anymore. So uh, uh, we'll move on. Harry Kane. I mean, the guy that everyone wants to talk about. We'll talk about Tottenham later. Uh, in this podcast, but I mean, do you think that that's too unrealistic given the circumstances of the summer or what are your thoughts? No, I actually really like that transfer one because Kane and Benzema are both very similar players in terms of they drop deep, deep into the midfield, help out the midfield play off of it. They're not the type of striker who's on the back line trying to get in behind, um, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a vulture up top yeah. they're they're always moving they're never in the same position center backs don't really mark them like come up and mark them because they're in the midfield so i actually really like that transfer and i'd love to see what kane could do in that madrid squad with you know Vinny. uh you got rodrigo around him and then obviously Modric, cruz that midfield but i feel like that would be really really good transfer for both both parties there yeah, I think the most important thing is finding a guy that can, you know, fill that role. The last thing they need to do is, you know, make a whole, like, system change, especially mm-hmm. the way Benzema's been, you know, their success. You know, you don't want to go away from that pattern. And especially when you have, you know, such a talented, you know, not saying Rodrigo's not talented, but when you have a guy like Vinicius Jr. who can put up 20 mm-hmm. plus, 20, you know, seasons, uh, you want to be able to have situations where he's not limited by, you know, yeah. uh, like dominant nine in the formation. Um, mm-hmm. I think Latoro Martinez is a guy uh, that could definitely uh, be talked about here. I mean, they'll be playing in the Champions League uh, final uh, in the coming days. Uh, I believe is is it next weekend at uh, the time of the recording? Yeah, next weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next weekend. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Latoro Martinez, I mean, the Argentine striker, unfortunately, you know, did not you know get the glory and fame from the World Cup as you know Julian Alvarez kind of took over there, but still a solid you know striker out there for inter i mean what are your thoughts uh with him potentially going to real yeah he's a he's a, a bit of a weird striker because you see in argentina when he plays for argentina he doesn't do that well in the one in the one striker setup but at inter he does so well with the two striker setup where he can play off the likes of jeko lukaku uh joaquin correa whoever's up top he can play off of them and so i don't to me, that's it's a little weird. Like, yeah. but when you said Julian Alvarez, I was like, oh, that. I feel like if he like, Ooh. maybe he doesn't want to live in the shadow of Holland. You know, maybe he wants to take that step up. I don't know if Real Madrid is willing to. Maybe well, they get like Pep's gonna ask a hefty price for him. Yeah, I, it's interesting though because it's kind of a battle of you know, like he's so great every time he's on the pitch for City, but like. They're never going to go. They have too much talent to ever go to a two striker mm-hmm. formation. Or, like, is he ever going to, like, play at a winger position? But they have so much talent there. It's, you know, it's kind of stuck in a a bad, great situation for him. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that that could be a definitely a name to look out for. Uh, but who knows? You never know with yep. City. Um, I think uh, one of the best options you can do if you want to spend the least amount of money is going Bobby Firmino. You know, he's on his mm-hmm. way out of Liverpool a guy that has had a lot of success playing in that Benzema role with around the likes of Salah at Liverpool. What are your thoughts on, you know, getting the Brazilian center forward, you know, have that linking up out there with his other Brazilian mates out there in Real Madrid. 
uh, as a you know bringing in as a free transfer and not have to spend that much money. Yeah, I like that. I like the. I mean, it's free. It's free. You can't. There's no you know loss on it. It's it's the free transfer. Um, I like it. It's just I don't know if he's a a marquee type uh, striker because if you look at this Madrid squad we did in our previous uh, uh, podcast, but. If you look at this Real Madrid squad, they're old, they're aging, and I don't know if you want to bring in a like a middle a middleman striker where to where he's not he's not you know world class, and but he's also not young enough to where he can become world class. You know what I mean? So he's kind of in this middle gray area, and I don't know if Madrid wants to take um, that stab. Maybe they they get him in and another younger striker to where. You know, Bobby Firmino can teach him or whatnot. But, yeah, I like that. It's just I feel like they need to get him and another striker. Yeah, I think he'd be uh, – he served more as a middleman, you know, mm-hmm. especially if they're yeah. the facts of let's roll Rob, Bobby Firmino for a year. This may be look internally. I know Brahim Diaz is over at Milan. Maybe they bring him back, you know, a center attacking mid to kind of play in that center forward role. And then they say, you know, hey, we'll look at it. We'll evaluate it. You know what Bobby Firmino is, and then we go and attack. You know Killian in the next off uh, transfer window in the mm-hmm. summer. I feel like that could definitely be a play. But like you said, is it the kind of guy that you know Real Madrid you know wants in their team? You know, especially with you know how the league went this year with you know Barca running away with it. You know they do not want Barca to be winning leagues out there for La Liga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're definitely going to be going out there to try and you know improve this team uh, yeah. from here on out. So. Uh, you know, that's kind of it with the Benzema talk. So we we hinted on this earlier, talking about Harry Kane. Uh, you know, Tottenham did not do well this year. You know, their lowest finish in the table since 08-09. They currently do not have a manager, you know, in place at Tottenham. Apparently, there's rumors that uh, the Celtic manager might be, you know, in talks to move over to Tottenham. But regardless, it seems like Tottenham's been kind of trending downwards as of lately. Um, you know, is it time for uh, the Spurs to move on from the likes of Kane you know, son, and look to retool the roster in more of a youth movement. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts with this. Yes. Blow it up. Blow it up. It's time. You've had, you've had your time. Like, for now, probably, I don't know. When was the last time they were, like, in a real title race? I guess it was 15-16 when they were, um, when Leicester won the league. But even then, they got third in a two-horse race. It was between them and Leicester. They got third somehow in a two-horse race. But, yeah, you know, you've had your time. You got a lot of success out of it, but it didn't come with anything substantial with trophies or whatnot. So at this point, you have to blow it up because what's going to happen is the new manager is going to come in and want to – retool everything retool every around the squad you know it's not it's not a a mid a mid-season manager where they're just trying to fix fix the gaps fix the holes or whatever now he's going to want to come in put his new philosophy in put his new ideas and i don't know if the old if you know the likes of kane's son the older guys are willing to do that again are willing to change maybe their whole style uh or whatnot so yeah i would just if plus Get Daniel Levy out of Tottenham, man. He's he's ruining that club. Get him out. Like, find someone new, man. Just mm-hmm. it starts from the higher ups, and then it goes 
trickles down all the way to the team. If you don't have good structure in place up top, you you won't win anything down here. Like it's yeah, just <laughs> get as much money as you can from from whoever's in the team. Bring in a bunch of young guys, young guys, and then fire Daniel Levy. Get new heads of the boards or whatever football director of football operations. Yeah, uh, yeah just go from there. Yeah, so I mean, we're talking on the fact of you know, I, I'm assuming Son, you you know, you'd want him and Kane both out. You know, you wouldn't want to keep the other because you know you want to kind of go on a new era. Talking about the people that have in their roster, do you think Richarlson has a chance still? You know, after what the kind of poor season he had, would you want to put him at the forefront and say you're the new you know nine for this team, or would you want to look elsewhere? Um, I would because Kane's not there anymore, mm-hmm. and because. When Kane was in, when Kane and Richarlison were playing, Richarlison was playing on the right side, mm. and Richarlison is not a white right winger; he's a striker, he's a center forward through the middle. And but Kane was occupying it, so he was kind of left out to dust. But yeah, you have to roll Richarlison. I mean, it goes. We we've been saying it, but like if you want a decent striker, you have to pay seventy million, eighty million. And I don't think Tottenham wants to do that when they have, you know, a young-ish striker yeah. who, when he's playing up top, like striker for Brazil, he's scoring bangers in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I think if he plays up through the central, he's their main focus in the attack. I think he plays up to it. He builds up, you know, himself up. And I think he's better, you know, by doing that, so... Yeah. Do you think they have any chance if, you know, they go out and sell, you know, you know, Kane and Son in the coming, you know, weeks? Do you think that there's a chance that they go out and bring back Kulishevsky? They they throw Juventus a bag or do you think Juventus is going to bring them back? Man, it depends on the price. Depends on the price because, you know, during in his first season, um, Kulishevsky, you know, he was he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Piecing up the whole prem, whatever, getting assists to Kane, son. But this season, he just, I don't know, his form just wasn't there. He looked like a totally different player. Like he wasn't taking, he wasn't taking guys on. He was being reluctant and, you know, just kind of, he wasn't going, he wasn't, he didn't have that like fighter mentality, you know. He was passive, passive is what he was. So I don't know if they want to, if it was up to me and I'm and if I'm Tottenham right now, if I get, you know, a bag from Kane and Son and other people on the roster, yeah, I'm bringing them back. I'm bringing yeah. them back. Yeah. And I'm assuming there's no doubt Luis is gone. I mean, what was the game where like he let in like five goals at half? I I, I can't remember. Was it was it Newcastle? Like when they yeah played? yeah 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 uh huh. <laughs> it, it was Newcastle because because uh, after one of their go- <laughs> I forget what number of goal it was, but after one of their goals. Like all the all the Newcastle players were like turning around to each other and were like, "What? Like, what's going on?" But it was and then just I, stuff going. On. Bro, Lloris is a horrible goalkeeper, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he's beyond his days. I mean, he was great in his prime, but like, not, yeah. not, not a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on, you know, talking about teams that did not finish well this. I mean, not in the top five this season. Um, what is a team outside, you know, the Finnish Premier League standings? So. You know, you got the Manchester Cities, Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool, etc. 
What is a team outside of the top five you think has the best chance to finish inside the top five next season? Um, I would say uh, Aston Villa. Okay, you know, they were they were they're seventh. They got seventh this year, mm-hmm. and what Unai Emery has done with that team is like, look, honestly, he was my manager of the season for what he did with that Aston Villa team. Like, if you look at it on paper, it's not a great team. They're mid, like mid lower table at best. Mm-hmm. And what he did with that team was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if they get a few more signings in, maybe one more attacker, uh, maybe another midfielder, like a backup midfielder, because their midfield's pretty stacked right now with mm-hmm. Kamara and Douglas Luiz. I really love Douglas Luiz, man. He is he's mm-hmm. a great, great midfielder. But maybe sure up that back line a little. Mings, get out of here, man. Get out of <laughs> here. Your toast, but you know they had their one marquee signing from from last season was uh, Diego Carlos, and uh-huh. he got he tore his ACL or something like in the first like five minutes of his first game, nice. so we haven't even seen what he's gonna do that back line. But if they do get a couple more signings, man, be be on the lookout because they're a scary team, scary scary team. And they're playing some European football now, so you mm-hmm. know they'll get more of an influx. Now, that was the team I had as well. I mean, you know, love the progression we saw from Watkins this season. You know, uh, I believe it was when I had written down uh, yeah, 21 goals assists. Um, you know, and playing in Europe, you know, you're going to get more money, so you can't complain about that. Uh, I think, yeah, when it comes down to it, you give Unai Emery some more time with this Aston Villa roster. And, uh, yeah, there, there's place to go. What is a team then will slip it in that top five that you think will drop out then? Oof, that's tough. That's tough. I think it's tough because I think Arsenal right now is the weakest. It's crazy to say, but they're like the weakest in the top five. Uh-huh. I think like you saw what happened with the squad. Like they just crumbled. Now yeah. that was due to, I'd say poor miss, uh, miss, uh, poor management of yeah. the team in terms of they, um, not Pep. Oh my God! Why can't uh, I think of his name? Uh, what's it called? Mikel. Mikel Arteta. Sorry, I had a brain fart right there. Um, but Mikel Arteta, you know, he didn't rotate the squad that much, and you saw these guys, you know, later in the season start picking up injuries, picking up knocks, you know, lingering stuff from the whole season that he's just hasn't hasn't done anything with, and you saw they they crumbled. They literally crumbled under the pressure. And I don't think their squad is deep enough to, to you know, as looking at some of the, the other teams. Now, Newcastle, not deep enough, but they have, they can bring in so many signings. Yes, and a great manager and a team that is so exciting to watch. But Arsenal, they're at risk of falling out of the top five, I'd say, because they're, they're just not deep enough. Um, like their starting eleven is great, phenomenal, right? Yeah. After that, it's tough. It's tough, man. Mm-hmm. So if they can bring in, you know, a little, little bit of backup, a little bit of you know, rotation in the squad, it doesn't have to be a hundred million dollar player, whatever. They just need a couple twenty million dollar players to just have, you know rotation in the squad that you can trust because that's one thing Mikel Arteta didn't trust the people on the bench didn't trust the young guys 
And that's why you see all these guys getting hurt. So, yeah. So, I mean, we know Shaka's leaving. Like, is there, mm-hmm. when you say, like, when you say then the midfield is a position of need then in that situation? I mean, obviously, you have the, obviously, Odegaard was fantastic this season. You know, I likely going to finish in that short list for Ballon d'Or just for the season he had, not win it. But um, would you say that's the position that they need the most uh, to address? Yeah, it, it's tough because they brought in last season, they brought in Fabio Vieira, who is a midfielder. He's a left footed midfielder, but he's he plays the same way as Odegaard. Like he's a, you know, he's a flashy, um, won't body anyone, but he, you know, he'll play around you. And so having two of those, you know, kind of smaller midfielders in the way that Mikel Arteta plays is not going to work out. So I, you need a bigger, stronger, you know, box to box midfielder for that to work for that, for the whole, the squad to work and the way Mikel Arteta wants to play. So I think, you know, they've had talks with, you know, Declan Rice and maybe that would be something I'd, I'd like to see it, but, mm. or McAllister, we'll see. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I feel like McAllister, there's a lot of, you know, talking with him going to Liverpool. Um, mm. Do you think Gabriel Jesus is the guy there? I mean, I know he's injured this season, but do you think he's the guy, a nine that can lead him to a Prem title? Man, it's so tough because he's injured so much. Like, even at when he was at City, he was constantly injured. And they're like, just wait, just wait till he's, you know, just, just wait till he's healthy. Just wait till he's healthy. He's going to be world class. And when he was healthy this season, he didn't, he wasn't, I hate to say it, but he wasn't good enough, man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good enough. And <sighs> he wasn't good enough at City to where they had to move him to the right wing. And that's yeah. where he played most of the time when he was at City. So, and he's also come out in an interview saying, yeah, I like playing winger more than I do playing through the middle, like through the yeah. striker. So, nine so yeah it's it's tough because you know they have balogun uh you know tearing it up in in in, <laughs> in the league on you wish you wish um but at the same time i don't know if he wants to go back to arsenal maybe he wants you know a transfer out of arsenal you know just move on with that phase of his life and start yeah. a new one yeah so i don't know i'd say Gabriel Jesus is not not the one if it was up to me. So yeah. So so in other words, that's your pick to potentially drop out that top five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So long, long story short. Yeah. Speaking of teams that would never be in the top five, we talk about Chelsea. Uh, that was kind of the main focus of our last podcast we did together. Um, and you know, now going into the offseason, you know, Christopher and Cuckoo, you know, from Leipzig, he's gonna be coming over. Um we talked about the Zhao Felix, you know, talks, you know, should they bring them back? You know, can't really talk about goals and assists because no one really did anything on Chelsea this season. So you can't even bring up numbers, uh, you know, the revolving door at manager and so forth. Uh, so let's start off first. What should, you know, on that short list of things that Chelsea needs to do this offseason, what is at the top of that list? A, get a new manager. Oh, wait, they already have. They have Pochettino. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Sorry, I totally forgot about Pochettino. No, it's all good. Um, what it is, is just bringing, not even bringing in, selling all the dead wood at the club. Selling all the dead wood. Guys who are not being used, 
guys who have been going out on loan on loan for six years, you know, whatever, get them out of the club, man. Why are they still in your payroll? Like you're ne- you're not going to use them. You didn't use them six years ago. You're not going to use them now. Mm-hmm. Like Chelsea has, I, I forgot. It was like a stat that they have the most amount of uh, players out on loan in the whole, like out of any club in the whole world. Ooh. So it's like, what? The, like, just get all the dead wood out. Once you get that, and you have your main squad, you're like, okay, this is the squad we're gonna stick with. Mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, they're gonna play better because what Chelsea? There's there's so much uncertainty around, you know, who's gonna be in the team, who's gonna be in the team, you know, who's gonna be reserved, who's not playing, who's who is playing. But if you if you just have a squad of like eighteen, just solid guys and not 30 whatever Mm. you're gonna like those guys are gonna play better because they're playing more and they're like okay well i'm like the guy in the team now Mm -hmm. like the manager is trusting me to go out there so i need to i'm going to play better for him you know what i mean yeah so yeah it's just yeah chelsea's in a state of disarray right now so i love it yeah how about I throw some names at you? You know, go ahead. So, um, Raheem Sterling, you know, legendary Premier League winger. So, Christian Pulisic, the captain. So. Get him out. I will, I will, will keep or uh, will sign or let him go back, Zhao Felix. Only because Inkunku is coming in, uh, let him go. This uh, is, I, I'm sorry, I have to go on a rant with here with Chelsea. Go ahead. I don't know if we talked about it in the last in the last episode, but Chelsea loves these hybrid, I call them like 9.5s, to where they're not they're not the attacking mid, you know, stereotypical 10 part, like 10 position. Yeah. But they're also not the stereotypical nine <laughs> position. Like they're somewhere in between there. They're 9.5s. They're nine point fives, so and they, Chelsea loves them, right? You got Havers, you got Nkunku. You they signed, or you know they brought in on loan Joao Felix, like they love these guys, and I don't understand it. So uh, I don't, yeah, it just yeah, doesn't work. It's, for me. it's that build. So uh, all right, we'll keep going. Ingolo yeah. Kante. Uh, so okay, uh, Mendy and Kepa. I think Mendy wants to leave. Mm. He's been saying he wants to go back to league on or just start a new thing. So I'd say sell Mendy, keep Kepa. All right. Uh, Kulabali. Keep. Tiago Silva. Keep. All right. Cucurella and Ben Chilwell. Uh, keep Chilwell, sell Cucurella. All right. Don't know. Oh, then Mason Mountain, Kai Havertz. Mason Mount, please come to Man United. I, I was going to mention. Please. I heard talk. Oh, dude. I love Mason Mount, man. Like, he's one of my favorite players from, like, one of, like, other teams. Yeah. He's just oh, he's so silky on the ball, man. He's – I love him. I love him. So, please oh. come to Man U. And then Havertz. <sighs> 
the like wonder boy of Chelsea. I know. I know. Champions League. Uh, I say I say they keep him. They keep him just uh, for rotation, and he can give you good minutes, even though he can't really score. Gallagher, <laughs> sell him. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. <laughs> I don't know why he gets. He keeps getting picked in the squads. Uh, and uh, Kovacic. Oh, keep him. He's honestly one of the best midfielders in the Prem. He's insane. Keep him. Uh, oh, and then Mikhail Mudrik. Not, I don't think you can sell him, but like loan him or let him stay in the squad. No, nah, let him stay in the squad. Oh. He'll, he'll, he'll come good. He just needs – it's one of those things where he just needs to see one go in the back of the net, mm-hmm. and then they'll start falling. They'll start, they'll start going. But he just needs a little bit more confidence. That's it. Yeah, he's a great. He's a great player. Like he gets in good, really good positions. You know, he has all the physical traits and whatnot. But he just needs needs to see him fall in the back of the net, or just get you know some assists or whatever. Yeah. So recently, you know, going back to Real Madrid, a Chelsea legend was let go of his contract. Would you explore any idea of bringing Hazard back? You know, to be a veteran in that locker room. To Chelsea. Mm-hmm. No, no way. <laughs> Nobody wants to touch him. He's a, he's not really like a cancer to the squad, but he's also like, he won't bring anything because he's not a, what do you call it? He's not, he doesn't have the personality of like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to teach these young guys or I'm going to yeah. help these young guys. I'm going to help the manager out. He just doesn't <laughs> have that. He's like, he's just laid back, goes about his own business and whatnot. So yeah. No, and then don't. What's your dream sign? Obviously, we know Nkufu's coming. Who's your dream signing? I mean, obviously, you don't want Chelsea to get anyone, but, like, if you're a Chelsea fan, like, who's your dream signing that you'd want this offseason? Man, I don't know. Who would it be? Do you have any ideas? I mean, I feel like a goalkeeper would definitely be someone yeah. I want to go after. I mean, uh, Costa, you know, from uh, mm-hmm. Porto, I feel like that's a guy. Right? I think he played the Porto still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Portuguese Ooh. guy. I'm looking at I'm I'm sorry I'm looking at the names here and I feel like Tyler Adams would be a great Ooh, signing because get- what it does is it moves um, Fernandez up to the to the eight to where he's you where he excels in you know because at Chelsea is playing deeper he's playing to the six yeah he's not a six man push him up to the eight box to box let him get forward attack defend also have Tyler Adams sit back in front of that you know in front of the the center backs winning balls and whatnot. That'd be, I feel like that'd be a really good signing. All right. Well, then we'll end it off with this. If, you know, the current state of the squad, you know, before they sell anyone move it, what's your prediction? Where do you think they finish in the Prem next season? I feel like they finish eighth. Okay. Eighth. Okay. I feel like that's a good, that's a good thing for them. Yeah. There's definitely some teams that are going to see some aggression, but yeah, I think it, there's not much worse they can get than right now, you know, yeah. unless they decided to say, screw our new manager hiring. We want Lampard back. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to move in. So we, we already talked about Arsenal. That was already on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how far would you go as to guarantee that you think City could win this Champions League final next week? Do you think it's a guarantee that they win the treble or do you think Inter really can shock the world? Dude, I think, honestly, I think Inter are favorites. Now, this is a crazy statement because, you know, City are arguably the best team in the world. But 
Inter is a different monster right now. Like they're, I love the way they play. They play a, like a, a five, almost like a, well, technically like when they're defending, it's like a five back. So yeah. it's like five, three, two, or it's like a three, five, two. It, it's either way. Like they're, but what I love about Inter is their, their ability or their, their want to, like they let teams play at the back. And once it goes to like the left back or the right back, yeah, boom, the press is on. And what I love about their press is that it is man, man to man, like you're winning your battle against your man. Like it's not a, a zone kind of uh, press. It's a man. We're 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 getting into these guys. We're making them feel us. Their physical team, and yeah, we're gonna press you until we win the ball, and then we're gonna counter. And I love it. I love, bro. I love their team. Like, oh, I feel like honestly, they're gonna shock the world and, and beat City. I, now, <laughs> this could. <laughs> This could bite me in the butt and have City win like four to zero. But are you talking about Mister, you know, champion, Mister Finals, you know, title race himself, Gundogan, Gundogan? He's not going to go off because I know you don't want to remember what happened in the FA Cup final. So what yeah, no, but I feel like I honestly feel like Inter are, yeah. You know, I don't see a lot of people giving them props, but man, they are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some talented people out there and some old guys doing some work. You know, Jekko, you know, shout out. You know, he's been around for a while. Uh, and, you know, shout out Romelu Lukaku. He got, his, he got his girl making the stallion out there. <laughs> shout out. Don't know how that came about. But... Shout out to him, man. Amen, amen. So, um, I speaking, going over to the Serie A real quick, one thing I want to touch on, you know, two of the most impressive players in there uh, – in the league this year were, you know, Caveradona and, you know, Ossiman. Do you believe both are easily going to return back uh, next season for Napoli? Um, Ossiman, no. And I think Caveradona, uh, I think he stays. Yeah. But if I'm Napoli, if I'm the Napoli, like, head of football operations right now, I'm selling yeah. them both. Okay. Only because I think they work – It. If you keep one, it won't work as well. Like if as if you sell both, the values will drop. Yeah, the values will drop, and like if you sell, because both of them were like their main, their main like players, like the they were their main people. Yeah. And so if you sell one of them, the other one or the the whole team will have to play differently, and it just it won't work. It won't work. So. Yeah, I think I think Cuadradona uh, he stays, only because I think teams are a little bit hesitant mm-hmm. to to buy him because, you know, there's that saying, I hate. You always have to look at one season wonders. Yeah. To where like, like why are why were they so good? You know, mm-hmm. in this season when they weren't, you know, in other seasons. I mean, he obviously he just came to Napoli. Yeah. So he, I didn't didn't really look at when he was in Georgia playing in Georgia but yeah it's just like these one season wonders I don't know I feel like his value will drop next season so if I'm the head of Napoli I'm selling them both and getting a bag for both of them you probably get 200 million at least oh easy 
Easy. Yeah. yeah. You have dream destinations for both. Let's say let's say you they both leave this offseason. Or just uh, that you can think of. Oziman to I don't know if Man United want him as much. Um I'm looking I'm looking at teams right now. I don't know, man. Maybe Osiman that to like PSG. I know that's not. I don't know. Nah. With, with Neymar leaving, you could push uh, Mbappe to the left, Osiman yeah. through the middle. I feel like that'd be that'd be pretty yeah. good. You gotta do something to keep you know him there. So yeah, yeah. Um, Kavara, Kavara don't, I don't know where he goes, man. Mm. That's tough. Maybe I don't know if Newcastle want him, but. Ooh. I feel like him at Newcastle would go crazy. Because with... a lot of the top Prem teams have very good wingers. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the at the top five right now, and all of them have, like, solid set left wingers, except mm-hmm. for Newcastle. You know, they have St. Maximin, but he's not – Yeah. He's not he's good, Gucci man. boy or whatever he is, yeah. He's not, he's not good. Gucci, yeah, Gucci, man. And then you got um, – you got uh, – Newcastle throughout the season they had to move Isak to the left because they yeah. just didn't have anyone in that position and they they put Wilson through the middle. Yeah. So I think he would go crazy at Newcastle. Now I don't know if he's within their spending budget or if they want to put their funds oh. elsewhere, but I know. Exactly. But I feel like that'd be a really, really good um you know, team. Plus Newcastle's in the in the Champions League this season. Yeah. So. Well perfect transition because we want to talk about some top summer targets. I saw someone talk about this guy potentially going to Newcastle and forming an insane midfield. Uh, you know, what do you think about, I don't want to butcher his name, Manuel Ugarte from Sporting CP? Yeah. One of the best, you know, midfielders uh, that's potentially on the market this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also saw that he's uh, he's heavily linked with Chelsea. And I thought, oh. I don't know if he, he is, like, if he already, like, agreed yeah. to, like if he verbally agreed to deal with Chelsea, but bro, I have to talk. Sorry, no. Chelsea's Chelsea's poll like <laughs> is insane, bro. They so PSG also offered Ugarte, bro. They offered him like two or three times the amount of money he was getting at that he was gonna get out Chelsea, and Barcelona also offered him, and he still <laughs> is like, no, I'd rather go to Chelsea. Their pool is insane for a team that's twelfth. Uh huh. Like, uh, so much like rich history, though. Like yeah. That's Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. So I feel like he either chooses Chelsea or who is it? Newcastle. Yeah. Him at him at Newcastle would be. Yeah. Really with with Bruno. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. All right, Goncalo Ramos. I know you know the Benfica striker. There's been some talks and you know potential links maybe to Man United. Um, is that a position you see him going, or do you think another team could be in the bidding for him? Yeah, man. I don't know about Man U. I don't know where they want to go with like their striker. I don't know if they want to go Osimhen, uh, Ramos, or someone else, maybe like Tammy Abraham or something. I don't know what they want to do. I don't know what type of striker they want either. I don't know if they want, you know, get him behind kind of uh, – penalty box like hawk whatever or if they want a a, more like a cane who plays in between the lines or whatever so i don't know but ramos ooh, i was just thinking he might be he'd be really good at uh 
Real Madrid. I don't know. I just have this vision of like him being in a Real Madrid jersey. Another just, Portuguese guy. It just fits, player. man. It just fits for some reason in my head. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I don't know because a lot of teams, a lot of top teams don't need a striker. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have, you know, Man United, maybe Arsenal uh, for the Prem. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, who else? Barca doesn't need one. Madrid needs one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a lot of top teams don't need yeah. a striker. So maybe their value does come down. I mean, do you think Iron's fine with what they have? I mean, I know Sadio Mane is leaving, you know, Chupo Moting. Like, you think he, like, I know you said, I know you're fond of him, but do you think that, I mean, there's definitely some room for upgrade? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thing about Bayern is, I think they might go uh, with somebody in the Bundesliga already. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't, there's that, <laughs> that whole club's in disarray right now because, after winning the the league, they fired their hindsight. <laughs> Too cool. Yeah, they fired people like on the field <laughs> as they're celebrating. So I don't know what I don't. I literally have no idea what they want to do. Like hey, their squad is crazy. I'm assuming you've heard about it. A guy that might potentially want out there. You know, one of the best you know players in the league in Kimmich. Man, I'd take Did him to the Did you hear the city thing? It was like keep Cancelo and give us Kimmich. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. That's funny. Oh, that was terrible. That's funny. That was death for everyone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please no. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on. I think McAllister at this point, it seems like it's a done deal going to Liverpool. It just hasn't been yeah. announced. I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're, we're clear on that. Tyler Adams, I know you just mentioned Chelsea, you know, it seems like ever since that, you know, U.S. men's national team run that he's been getting some sort of traction, you know, as a really good, you know, ball-playing midfielder. Uh, mm-hmm. And any other teams besides Chelsea that you think could be an attractive location for him? Potentially, maybe go to Manchester United, you know, now you're losing some midfield talent. Yeah, yeah, Manchester United. Uh, we, we were linked with him early in the season. Or like, obviously, he just moved to, to, to Leeds, but... We were linked with him early saying, you know, I think it was Ten Hag saying he really admires Tyler Adams and I'd love him in our midfield, man. Him and Casemiro, that'd be a deadly duo. Uh, I don't know how much attacking sense that would be, but we'd be solid. We'd be very solid defensively. Exactly. But yeah, there's going to be a fire sale on the relegated teams and their young talent, like an absolute fire sale. So get... Get these guys for if you need it for depth, honestly, they'd be great for any of the teams. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love just like a James Ward Prowse going to a situation where he can just be like, you know, get the shine for the monster set pieces mm-hmm. he is known for. How about you know, the guy I feel like he's been in Real Madrid his entire career and never does anything, Marco Asensio. I mean, it seems like he's I heard PSG was a place to go. I mean, he's not really much more than like a, a depth, like you know a depth piece to many great teams or, you know, a starter, so and so forth. Is there yeah. anything that you think for him or? I mean, he's a great, he's a great backup piece, man. I mean, he has an absolute rocket of a left foot. Like mm-hmm. this dude can strike a ball like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a good, he just can't, he's not great in other aspects. Like he's, he's weird because in that Madrid team, he's not, 
he's not technical enough to play center mid. He's more of an attacking mid, but he's also not quick enough or fast enough to play winger. Mm. So he's kind of in that in-between. I mean, you saw the same thing with, like, Isco when he was there. Um, to where, yeah. So he, I think he he's just in a, a bad situation right now at Real Madrid. But if he goes to a team to where he could play his natural position of like attacking mid, I feel like he'd be he'd be he'd be better there. So. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, you know Jeremy Frimpong? You know from Bayer Leverkusen. You know a very talented you know fullback, wingback. Um, is do you think he, he he's on a way out this summer potentially? And you know what teams could be looking for a guy with his skill set? Yeah, um, it depends because. Actually, let me look at the the Bundesliga table. Where did they? Where did uh? They finished in Champions League. Fire. Did they? With Ooh. uh, what's his name? Uh, was it no, Legend? they're in uh Conference League. Who's their Who's their man? Xabi Alonso. Yeah. Yeah, Xabi Alonso. Yeah, they're in Conference League. Ooh, that's tough. Um. Yeah, I feel like he'd want to move out just to further his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, someone put Manchester United in that talk, but I don't know what you think. Did they? It says I think we're. Market, but I think we have. We already have solid right backs and yeah. Bissaka and Delo. Uh, I feel like looking at the just looking at the Bundesliga. I feel like Dortmund would be a really good spot for him. Mm-hmm. You know they're losing uh, Paslak, who who's a good backup right yeah. uh, right back, but. You know they have Mounier, and he's for me he's not he's not good he's not good at all. Um, so getting you know right back, you could also play right midfield. Jeremy Frimpong up and down that right side, he'd be great in that Dortmund team. I feel like mm-hmm. a team that yeah. hey, I was so devastated when they lost, but like at least like it was cool to see like Musiala like hit that eventual game winner like that was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. The Bayern will forever run that until someone with oil money comes in. I'm very off sad the, for Dortmund. Throws off the entire Bundesliga, you know, like mm-hmm. build of the fan stuff and just <laughs> run. Yeah. <somebody. laughs> yeah. Who knows what happened? All right, you know, probably the premier midfield guy out there, Declan Rice of West Ham United. You know, a lot of teams are going to be fine for this guy. You know, a starter from the English national team. Um you know, he's been great out there, but there's no way he's staying at West Ham this summer. Um, where, where, Where's your ideal location for him? Yeah, I think we already said Arsenal. Um, I don't know if that would be his ideal location. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we already talked about it earlier, but Newcastle would be a great, a great fit for him. You know, sitting sitting deeper in, in the more sixth role and then pushing, having... Um, Bruno Gumarish, you know, pushing forward, getting, you know, we saw him. He he gets a lot of goals and assists. Bruno Gumarish from that mid from that deeper midfield position. So I feel like that would be a great great fit for for that whole team in Newcastle. Yeah, they they just need to get a midfielder. I feel like adding that that mm-hmm. would just make them so much more deadly. Mm-hmm. And then James Madison of Leicester City. I mean, you know, another team that went down, and there's gonna be a lot of people vying for him as well. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's in that weird position where he's not he's not young enough to to be considered, you know, like a young a young young talent. Yeah. But he's also not old enough to where he's like you know, nobody wants to buy him. Like he's in a weird a weird gray position. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a great, great player. It's just I don't know if if teams want to because he's <laughs> he's like Asensio where he's not he's not a winger, but he's also he's a he's an attacking mid and. Leicester City didn't use him as attacking mid. They used him as a right winger, mostly. And he yeah. would just come into the midfield and play off of that. So, I'm looking at the teams, man. I feel like Aston Villa would be a great, great fit Ooh. for him. Because with their, with their attack, it's free-flowing. So, guys are moving wherever they want. And I feel like he would just pick up uh, pockets of space mm. in that. Uh, and he would be deadly. Him and Watkins would be a great great fit that's what they I need they need some you know a creator out there just to add mm-hmm. more of that depth you know would be excellent and i we're gonna end this podcast off the man himself lionel messi where do you think he is going this summer man i don't know because <laughs> barca even that like the whole team the president everyone wants him back at barca mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants to go back to Barca. I mean, mm-hmm. may, do you what? You have a better sense on this because you're a Barca fan. Yeah, I don't. I, I like what we have up top in front of wingers. You know, when Rafinha's healthy, you know, Dembele, you know, the group. I, I don't know. You know, then you put him alongside Lewandowski, so then you kind of like trump Lewandowski as the veteran on the team. You know, like. <sighs> I don't know. It, it's an interesting situation, yeah. you know. Like I heard someone saying that Inter Miami's going to buy him and then loan him to uh, Barcelona because Barcelona can't pay. I don't know. I feel like it's unfortunate, but I feel like you kind of like almost like let the messy ship sail at this point. You know, yeah. you want to build off what you did this season. You know, it was very disappointing how you lost in the Europa League. Uh, you know, it is what it is between the two of us. But uh, yeah. you know. Want to keep building up that midfield? You know, you got other problems to worry about on the mm-hmm. roster. You know, like you got to figure out. Um, you know, do we have a contingency plan for Lewandowski because he is not getting any younger? Uh, no. Do we have what's our midfield situation look like? Honestly, you know, Pedri the young. You know, I know there's been some complications with Gavi, but you still got you know Kessie. Um, do you think Kessie's going to really be that you know Sergio Busquets replacement? Do you look elsewhere? And then you know. In the defense, it's a lot of health situations. You know, Christian yeah. Simler has been healthy. You know, then you move Kunde out the uh, right back. You know, can we get a fullback, you know, out there? I believe Balde is hurt now too, which is another mm. blow to the team. So um, there's a lot of issues in hand. I mean, if we somehow pull off some, you know, BS, like, oh, you get the loan thing with uh, you know, Miami, that would be interesting. But at the same time, like, let Xavi build a roster that's going to yeah. be not a guy that's you know 36 but like i hate saying this because end of the day like he's the reason why i got into watching like soccer you know like Mm -hmm. that's why i'm a barca fan to this day i wasn't gonna jump ship with him but like it's hard i mean and then the whole i was please don't go to saudi arabia though that's the only thing i can (laughs) have it's like i would be him and the same him and ronaldo's both getting bashed about it putting the same uh, we don't need to see that but yeah i'm i'm in the same position as you to where I hate I hate when when uh, players they they leave a club like they leave the club where they had their best season mm-hmm. and then they go back to the club. It's never gonna work out the way you think it is. They're not gonna return to that form. They're not the same player they are, 
Like, mm-hmm. it never worked. I hate, I hate to say this, but the only person, the only player that has ever gone back to the same team and has exceeded expectations is not even in soccer, but it's LeBron. Like, I was just going to say. Leaving, leaving gonna... Cleveland and then coming back to Cleveland, I was like, oh, man, that's not going to work out. And he exceeded expectations. Like, it in soccer, it it never – he's the one, like, off. Like, that's it. Like, he's the one uh, – what do you call it? The one, like, anomaly. like Anomaly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it never, it never works out the way you think it is. Yeah. It's not going to end well. And the player's reputation is going to be tarnished now. Just, just stop living in the past, people. Stop living in the past. There's a future ahead, right? <laughs> it would be fans. so weird, like, because you gave Ansu Fati his number and then just be like, <laughs> we don't believe in you anymore. We're getting your number back. Yeah, we, we, need it. we need it back. But no, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff to look at at Barca. It all comes down to injuries. You know, I like what we saw from Chavi. We just need more depth. I feel like in that attacking position, you know, especially when it comes to health, you know, Lewandowski, like we need someone that can play striker or center forward other than Lewandowski at this point, you know, like yeah. whatever it may be, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's like getting a Bobby Firmino, which I don't even know if he would really fit in the team, but like, you know, getting, you know, Barca was built, you know, our success with Suarez and so on and so forth was because we had a true nine at top and that's what we mm-hmm. need to rock with. You know, we've had so many great nines in the past. Um, you know, Lewandowski's good, but you know, he turns 35 in August. So, yeah. um, but Hey, at least we had the best goalkeeper in the world though. That's all I got to say. So that is hey, he was going crazy this year. Yeah. He How kinda, many goals? He's, he only conceded like 14 goals or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. No, he, he was tied for the record last time I checked, but, um, no, uh, hair transplant, Brandon. <laughs> Girls get boob jobs. Mark is taking gets a hair job, and uh, now he goaded. So he's a new man. Yeah. Any other thing you want to mention? You know, maybe about Man U or anything else before we head out here today. To all the people saying Ten Hog, like, not they're not even saying like Ten Hog out, but they're saying he didn't have a, a successful season. Like I said, I follow these Man U like fan pages, and they're like, rate Ten Hog season out of ten. And I was going through the comments, dude. People were like. A three, a four, a five out of ten. You know how bad you guys were to start the season. I thought you guys. Bro, were like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And after after you know our blunder of a season last year, I thought, hey, you know, maybe this season we can actually, you know, I didn't have any expectations for us. Eddie exceeded our expectations. He got third, man. He got third, and we won a trophy, and we lost in a final. Like that is a successful season. I don't care what how you say it. That is <clears throat> that is a successful season. And all the people that are like, he doesn't play pretty football. It's not attractive to watch. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> man? Games doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, doesn't have to be. I still, I love the stuff I see on TikTok where it's like the Man U fans and the Man City fans, and they're like, nobody from Man City gets in our starting eleven, and then oh. vice versa. It's so funny. Those, those, I hate, I hate those videos, man. Those videos. Like, oh, I, I saw like I, I his name is like one of those big Man U guys. He's like, yeah, I'm taking Ten Hag over Pep. I'm like, okay, like That's Ten Hag's crazy. great, but like. You can't deny what Pep Guardiola is. 
<laughs> they're about that, to say, well, we'll put Holland in because he can't be, he's better than Weghorst. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, reluctantly, we'll put him in. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, every single, like, defender, like, they put, <laughs> they put him aside from Martinez and Varane and just said no to Diaz. No, that's, that's insane. That is insane. It's like vice versa. They'll say, like, oh, like, I'm ke- keeping Nathan Aki over Luke Shaw. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite videos are like, <laughs> like, like, would you rather have, it's like, it would be like Aston Villa. They're like, would you want uh-huh. anyone from Man City? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a real fandom though. That's Every, a real fan. That's so, a real fan. I mean, I, I love some people from Real Madrid. I ain't gonna lie, but. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate Chase hopping on. It's been a great podcast. We will be back once we get some more news flowing in. We'll evaluate some transfers and so on and so forth. But as always, Cuscus Podcast, signing out. Peace.